This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Cold Eastwood and Gaz, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox Newscast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on? How are you doing? This is Cold Eastwood. This is the XNC Podcast and we're here live without gas, as I said, but I've got a special one-time co-host with the Lord from the Iron Lords, King David. How are you doing, bro? I'm doing fantastic. I told you I couldn't miss this. <laughs> Oh man, I'm so glad to have you here. Uh, thanks everybody for checking us out. We've got a good show. We've got some interesting stuff and and the title is a little iffy and stuff kind of developed as I was putting the show together. We'll get into it before I get to King David. I got to give a shout out to some of the channel members and veterans and Patreon veterans who are with the show. Brian Harris, Mark Carwell, KY Bob, Assassin Lupa, Jazzy Noop, Xbox, Ricky Fallon, Steven Smith, Maurice Baker, Zimmick, Ralph Wiggum, Manic Master, Matt Burns, William Lanza, Nano Polymyth, Udonic Kizada, Robert Jackson, Lord Starkiller, Dante, Betamax, Dark CMF, Gaz, Fox Storytelling, Wreak Havoc, Fault Lines, Zenner White, Devario 2, DeBlue, Pucci, Remix, V Simcoe, Assassin, Rami G, uh, Dub, Larry Thatcher, Hargeet, Chani, TK, Chillin, Raiden Blade, Acute Perspective, True 77, Risk It for the Biscuit, Widya Sintasso, Greg Loudon, and CJAD93. Thanks for letting me read all those names, King David. I appreciate that. These people that rock out with me every month, and they're amazing. But uh, how you been? What have you been up to? We were talking just before the show. Uh, get, tell us what happened this weekend, this week. All right. So um, for those people that don't know, um, I'm from Iron Lords Podcast, Sundays at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, Attic First Time in new york city he he touches down on friday and it's it was a momentous moment for myself uh personally because it's like you get a chance to invite your brother home right like hey welcome to my house like you know type of thing and he got a chance to see a little bit of everything he had a chance to go to cog cog lives in new jersey now so you know he got a chance to you know uh, stay over there with cog and his first experience in a dine in movie theater uh was uh is IPIC beautiful establishment. Um we got a chance to go see Black Adam. Yeah. Which Attic and I will be talking about tomorrow on our debut show, uh R and R with the Lords. Um so we're gonna, you know, cover that. But we, we we saw the movie. We got a chance to eat inside the the movie theater. We had Matt uh, Meds with us, uh, Cog of course, uh, myself, a kid smooth. Yes, I'm not forgetting anybody. Tim. Uh, no, that was on Sunday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. So um so he had a chance to have that fun there, and then you know we go home get our rest. You know. So on Saturday we had play NYC. Uh, that's a, a playcraft uh, for indie games and wonderful stuff there. They all 
do uh, great stuff. So we're media. We get there. I had to miss that morning. I had to make a, a decision. So the team got there. They covered a whole bunch of games. So they got to go to lordsgaming.net, which is our uh, website, to go check out all those games that we interviewed with everybody. But Attic got a chance to, you know, go through New York City. He was really there for that event. And had a great time meeting people, you know, meeting developers, you know, making these bonds and stuff. So after that, we took him to the Brazilian um, restaurant. Now, yeah. you you know, that's pretty upscale when you when you get to New York. That's that's like the crim the crim, right? Yeah, we're there. And if anybody's never been to the Brazilian, it's 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 not a buff. It's it's not a buffet. It's 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 a different experience they got these little uh like circle discs that you put on the table they flat and one side is green and the other side is red now when it's on red the servers don't come to your table when you flip it to green they will come out with all types of exotic meats pause and they slice the meats right in front of you serve you right there you go get your uh, like fictions and, and stuff from this uh, salad bar that's in the middle of the room, but it has more than just salad there. <laughs> I don't eat uh, meat. <laughs> I eat seafood, right? So yeah. they had special uh, you know concessions for me. They went and made some salmon in the back for me, perfectly seared. It was fantastic. And they serve beautiful drinks. So they have uh, this uh, service people that come up to you like sometimes men sometimes women and they they make the drinks right there to your table right so whatever drink you want they make it right there serve it to you right there same thing with the dessert table the cart comes out you pick which dessert that you want they make the dessert serve you they gave addict so much meat pause he had to i saw his face he had the sweats yeah yeah he was like i was like take your time relax tim was there 108 Dragons TV was there. Um, and oh, and Petey. Petey was there. He also works with our website. He's uh, one of our reviewers that reviews and streams games. It was such a great vibe, such a cool thing that we were able to do this. And all this is through gaming because, you know, the podcast helps pay for things. You know, we're not making tons of money, but what we do, we're able to do certain things. Mm-hmm. So. He got a chance to go on 42nd Street, see 42nd Street at night, see the nightlife in 42nd Street. So he was blown away by that. And then Sunday we had our live show. They go home. We get up for the live show on Sunday. So we go to the studio. And the studio really wasn't equipped for sound perfectly. We didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, you know, streamers, they, we, they didn't, they weren't ready for us. But they did accommodate us, and it was top-notch stuff as far as aesthetics go. And we just gave them some pointers. And the next time we come, we we, we understand what we have to bring. Had a great show. And it, the energy in the room together felt, it felt really, you know, like, you know, like like we normally do. But this is the first time we did it for everybody else to see it. And it's, I was so it, envious. It was I was watching it from Twitter from all the way on the other side of the U.S., knowing I wish I could be there seeing all those people together. And like you Pretty said, cool. you had Tim with you. And yeah, I can't wait because you guys couldn't make it to the last E3, but this one is going to be the real deal. We're going to do our, yeah. we're going to really crank it up this time, right? Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. That, I, I, I was in this, you the last E3. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has to happen. It really does. And you, you said that 
the Iron Lords, the work you guys do, and what you're able to accomplish. It makes it possible to go out and have these events and, and have these dinners and hang out. But it's also the community that stands behind you guys. Yes. The community loves to to be a part of what you guys do. And, ah, oh, man, you're giving, you're giving the, the chat over here the meat sweats, too. Like, they're so... They 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 want they want the meat and they want the greet right. <laughs> I'm happy they got a chance to see the pictures, and you know that's why I really respect the fact that you read off every last name of your Patreon, and that's very important because they are our our life's blood to be honest with you and keeping us going because uh, you're so motivated and you you really motivated for each and every last comment, each and every last retweet, each and every last follow. Each and every last form of engagement with everyone—it's—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's something to behold, something absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, it does mean a lot. I, this is my seventy-sixth show, and if you're listening right. here, you'll hit the like button if you're ready to have a good time. And appreciate everybody who checks out the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other places. And if you if you want, you can leave a rating there as well. If you're on the on demand, listen after the sh- after the fact. But if you're here on YouTube, you see King David's beautiful face and my. Uh, medium face, but we're, you know, we're, we're having a good time and, um, it does mean a lot because I do get nervous. I get nervous sometimes. I know where you and I are going to be rocking out tonight for a little bit, but I get nervous every time I get hit those buttons to, to get everything rolling and you guys make it all, uh, absolutely worthwhile. King, let me tell the, the good people here what we're going to talk about tonight. How about that? We kind of have an idea because I didn't send you topics list. You, you know how to roll through, through the yes, weeds sir. on this stuff, but, um, we're going to talk about the new Gears of War movie in the show a little bit. We're going to talk about Call of Duty's biggest launch ever and some of the hypocrisy and some of the great celebrations. We're going to talk about PSVR kind of knocking people over, God of War coming up in uh, Wednesday, I can't believe it, and about the title, uh, Microsoft and Activision with this deal being blocked. The way that the New York Post put this article up oh boy is it, it's getting t- turned the other direction uh and then a little bit about what xbox exclusives are doing so that's kind of where we're sitting but before we get started i i thought we'd tell co- a quick story king all right uh, today is the five-year anniversary of the xbox one x which i think is one of the greatest consoles next to the 360 in my opinion and it right. changed my life but before i tell my story w- was there anything that you have to say when somebody says the xbox one x the scorpio what 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 comes to your mind? Well, we was at E three at that period of time, right? When when they showed the the Scorpio, and he was out there with the chipset and all that other stuff. Um, what was what was uh, Aaron Greenberg's shirt said? It's a monster. What, 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 that was, was the logo. It, was on it that the one? Uh, the? Did he do the DMX thing for it? Yeah, because he, he came out with the the DMX. Let's get it on. Um, that, the X that, is going to give it to you. Was that what yeah, it was? The X is going to give it to you. Yes, sir. Yeah. So it's okay. So my my that's when I actually got a chance to meet everyone, and we pretty much knew where we were going. Uh, I expectations of it. I understood at that point. That's when uh, really really Phil put his feet down. That's when he took back the power narrative, because at that point the Xbox One was. <laughs> truly uh a second class citizen you know to the yeah. playstation 4 let's you know like yeah. be oh, honest yeah. with it and and phil is a real gamer and certain certain words hit a chord with people and i'm pretty sure the fact that you know 360 and all that stuff was always you know ahead of the curve 
He just wanted his own box. He wanted his own name on it. So when we got that machine in the house, if it did live up to its potential or if it didn't live up to its potential, it was actually the step in the right direction. So what I when I got my Xbox uh, One X, it just felt like a new beginning. It felt like something different and it started something good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was. Uh, I there's kind of a interesting story behind the the Xbox One X. Uh, I'll, I'll tell it as quickly as possible. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to stick with console for a little bit. I kind of went to PC for a little while because the because like you said, the Xbox One was a second class citizen, and games were running pretty poorly on them for quite a while, and they they didn't look too great. But I also was doing this YouTube channel thing that I wanted to do, and I had to get a PC. So what happened was once this Scorpio thing started to get talked about, I got really excited about it. And those of you who followed my channel for a while know that spring of 2017, all it was was the Project Scorpio. It was like a picture of a motherboard and a chip, and that was all it was. And I was doing videos on it, and Dealer Gaming in the community reached out to me after he saw a couple comments I made on his videos and he says, Cole, I want to help you with your channel because I think you have potential. And I'm like, thank you, sir. <laughs> but uh, back then, I, you know, well, he still kind of is. Dealer's like a celebrity to me at the time. He had like 11,000 subs and I thought that was crazy awesome. And I had like not even 1,000. So I started reporting on this Project Scorpio and my channel started to move. What really... The, the Xbox One X means to me because I covered it all spring and summer and fall till it released. What could it be? What's it going to look like? How much is it going to cost? What's going to be in here? You know, what are the specs? And um, it changed my life. The Xbox One X, uh, nobody can really say that, but the trajectory of things that, went hap- that happened five years ago changed my life. And I'm glad I can be here on the show and that you guys are here checking out. We've got over 600 people here checking us out on the show. Thank you. Hit the like button if you're here. We appreciate that. But when I think about the five-year anniversary, it's already been five years, and that console, I've got it right here. I'll have to yeah. put a picture up. I've, it's not plugged in. I've got the Scorpio edition. That little box means a lot yeah. to me. And I would like to hear as well from, um, I'll ask you, King David, real quick, what game like wowed you on, on, the, on the 4K experience? And chat, let us know what you think of uh, the Xbox One X and what it did for you. Was there one game that comes to mind, King? Assassin's Creed's Origins. Um, I was there. It was uh, Tim and I and Cog and all of the developers was there. Mikey Barr, everybody was there. Um, executives and we're at the you know the small meet and greet and they have the actual consoles in front of us and they have the actual games running off of them. Yeah, and I played Crackdown. I liked it. So what? Sue me. Um, <laughs> but, but Forza. That 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 I, I looked at fours and I was like, I knew turn ten was gonna throw this level of uh gravitas behind the game. I knew it. In my heart of hearts, I knew. I always bet I could always bet it's like the sun coming up that a Forza game is going to be top notch, right? Yeah. But Assassin's Creed it took me totally by surprise because I was done with the franchise. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. It, it, it changed exactly where they were. And Assassin's Creed Origin started my love for Assassin's Creed all over again. And the way that it performed on the Xbox One X was mind-blowing to me. I went home that night. Well, we went back to the Airbnb that night. And I could hardly sleep 
because I left the machine there with the game that I want to be playing. And I just couldn't wait to get back the next day because we was at FanFest. So, uh, yeah, 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 cool. That Assassin's Creed Origins. That was the one for me, too. Uh, I couldn't believe... When you talk about Forza 7, that game was 4K60. There was, there was nothing that ran at a native 4K60 before on a console. That was unprecedented, but... Assassin's Creed Origins brought me, like, same thing, brought me back to the series. I'd kind of given up on it for two or three games, and it just is so beautiful. I couldn't believe it. I I couldn't believe how great that looked. And I I remember I was, like, 10 hours into Assassin's Creed Origins, and I'm like, all right, this is already, this game is already paid for the console. It has already made it, like, if I never played another game, I already feel like I got the money out of such a great experience. But that is the Xbox One X, and happy fifth anniversary (laughs) to that little box, but... Uh, the news that broke that got a lot of people excited today is that Netflix, not Paramount, <laughs> did the Halo show, but Netflix is working on a Gears of War movie and an animated thing. Are you, is this something that you're really into? Yes. All right. And let me say first, Paramount was second handed the Halo that came from Showtime. So we know that Showtime did it. Paramount picked it up because Showtime didn't really, you know, hold the football well. We can't blame Paramount too much. <laughs> but Netflix. Netflix has be, been really hitting their shows out the park. That uh that, that last show, the vampire show with Jamie Foxx, uh that was really good. The the shows that they do original shows are really well done and they hold on to the material very tightly. And you know the quality of the production is gonna be fantastic. Gears of War in their hands, I have absolutely zero fears. I think the Gears of War is going to stay true to the original Gears of War, that feeling that we had when we first saw the first commercial, when we actually uh, got a chance to chainsaw uh, mm-hmm. one of the enemies and the blood was splattering all over the place, or when they broke into the jail to let Marcus Phoenix out. I'm The thoughts Iconic. of who's going to be who and what's going to be what and how it's going to play on screen has my mind racing and it's starting it up all over again. And I believe when this comes out, they're going to probably reboot the franchise into a horror type of feel oh, to I go with so. the flow. Don't the lie. Tele- they hi- they ask you to play in it, didn't they? Don't lie. Yeah. I was, I was going to be, uh, what, what, what was the football player? Maybe Coltrane. Play? King Coltrane. <laughs> yeah. Ball head. I'm ready. So uh, who who's gonna play Marcus? Everyone has like their dream. Dave Batista. Batista. I, I uh, would I would vote for Dave Batista only because of what he did in um what what is it called the uh, the the man with the iron fist mm-hmm. uh that karate movie that he was in where he was the dude of bronze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I mean, I, they, I, I, he's a playable character in Gears Five multiplayer. It's yeah, I mean, it's him. It, I mean, it's supposed to be him, but I mean, they nailed it. Cool, this is so amazing. What about yes. this animated show? Like, is, are we looking at like Edge Runners anime gears or what? What's it going to be? I hope it's I hope it's like how they treated Castlevania mm-hmm. with such reverence and because Alucard, I've always envisioned Alucard to be just how he was, and the Netflix series showed me. That's how Alucard is. And I was like, yes, this is, this. that's why it was so successful to me. Yeah. I hope they stay true to the source material and I hope the way they, they, they diverge a little bit, put their little Netflix spin on it. Uh, I, I just want it to be really successful because remember, 
Microsoft was going to do TV, TV, TV before, and they, they <laughs> fell really bad on it, right? So give it so to the bad. professionals. Let the professionals do it, and let's see what happens with good IPs, right? That, that's all I hope. I, I just hope such great IPs will be treated with the level of respect that we deserve as as fans of of, of the material. You know, um, sorry to say it, all, all you other nerds that don't like video games, but... Video games are becoming like the go-to source material for great movies and TV right now. And I know it's usually been books, right? It's been books or comics, but now they're finally starting to nail the, the, the video game things. Clover put out a great tweet. I forgot Grounded has a cartoon that's coming. Um, yeah. They've got the Halo TV show. They've got the Gears one coming. I'm trying to remember what was in his graphic. He had five of them. Help me out, King. What's the other Xbox titles that are getting... Uh, I did not see Clover. Uh, and the fact that you said, you said Grounded is going to have a animated TV show, it works with the title. Mm-hmm. The title begs oh, for that. Minecraft. Right? Yeah, yeah. My, and Fallout. Oh, Duh. I'm sorry. I, King. I would take Fallout <laughs> over all of them. To be honest with you, yes, to see same. them do a real Fallout. I, I I I lost myself a lot in in Fallout shelters. I trust me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Fallout Four or Seventy Six, but no, no. you play Fallout, Fallout Shelter because uh, yeah, you can play it on your phone, man. It's with you always. That's another thing. I've been playing Fallout. I've got uh, ten or twelve hours into Fallout Four on a replay. Start up a new wow. character. I'm like, oh, I just feel like doing the beginning again, and then I can't stop. Uh, Hargy Chani's in the chat. Is he knows he's been in party chat with me, and he's like rolling his eyes. Oh, Colt, you in this Fallout thing again? But I'm getting really excited for Starfield. We're going to talk about those oh, games yeah. as well uh, later on here. Um, so I got to ask you about. We'll get off TV, TV, TV. I got to ask you about this. Uh, some of these PlayStation fans said that that they talked to PlayStation support, and they said everyone's canceling their pre-orders on Call of Duty. And it comes <laughs> comes out that announcement that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was the biggest launch on for of any Call of Duty ever, and the biggest one on PlayStation. Have you been playing uh, the campaign or any of the multiplayer? What's your What's your thoughts on this juggernaut of a of a series? So. Funny that you brought that up. Yesterday on the show, I told Attic we have to play Call of Duty because it's the largest selling game in three days. Eight hundred million, <laughs> flat out. What An unstoppable level of a juggernaut? I said the zeitgeist is right now. I want to play eight hundred million dollars in three days. Yes, sir. Jeez. Yes, sir. So that right there is the reason why a lot of conversation is going on with the ABK deal. But I told Attic, I said, you know, well, I told the team, I said, yo, we got to, we got to play this with everybody. Everybody's playing it. This is what everybody wants to play. We got to play it. So, you know, we have to get the game. Attic said, I'm not playing any Call of Duty. I'm not going to do it. I said, listen, I sacrificed for you to play the, the Overcooked and, and Fall Guys. And I, and I did it. I said, this one is a special animal and it feels very special and it feels like everybody is in on this one. So anybody that said, oh, I'm going to cancel my pre-order because Microsoft might be buying him. What does that have to do with you? Like, really, what does a a trillion dollar company have to do with your level of fun? Your level. Do you think that your one single canceled purchase 
is going to affect the bot 800 million people. Please, you're you just stopped yourself from having fun, and I refuse to stop myself from having fun. So, we will be partaking, we will have a team of uh playing with us, and we'll be rotating in and out of the game. Pause. And have such a great time. I cannot wait. I've heard great things about it. And I heard the campaign isn't too long. It isn't too short. And it's just right. And I heard that they hit the nail on the head with the campaign. And that's what I care about the most. Because I'm one of those dudes. Yeah, it's uh, that's mostly what I'm playing. I didn't play the multiplayer outside the beta. But uh, they did some... It's not just shooty, shooty, shooty in the campaign. It's a little more smart than that, and it takes you have to have some patience. There's even a little bit of The Last of Us. There's a little bit of Uncharted in it. You'll know when you play it. There's yeah. uh, it is something. Uh, Sounds intriguing. Nobody, nobody really boycotts games, do they, King? No, please. You know, Cole. My thought process <laughs> with that is it's nice on Twitter. It's nice to take a stance <laughs> on Twitter, right? Because when you, sure. when you when you cut off your screen, nobody sees what you really do. Right, you're not really being documented in any way. Nobody's really following you, tracking you, and and half the time these people aren't really who they say they are. Right, sure. these keyboard warriors, these finger pop dudes, it's just not real. Yeah. No yeah, one. I know. If you're a lifelong fan. You're not gonna stop playing something you love. It's not gonna happen. These people are so nice in real life, though. Uh, the last time I was at the Big E3 in 2019, I met like a really deep entrenched troll that that hassled xbox and playstation guys and you were there we, we met him at that that uh, irish bar that we're that irish pub and he was so nice and he's a nice warm smile he was very cordial and i said hey do i follow you on twitter and he's like you don't want to follow me on twitter cole i'm toxic i'm like but you look the same nicest guy <laughs> listen that's a lot of ways for people to get their frustrations out sure and, and what i've learned too a lot of those guys that poke the bear that 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 actually want to agitate you just want a little bit of attention. So do I you give like it to them do you like giving them a little bit of fun back? Because I because yeah, yeah. you do a lot of quote tweets and I see yeah. I see all the fun, but you have a big smile on your face all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read a couple supers here. A couple of them are kind of pointed toward your direction. And uh, shout out to Sith Lord who is uh, hanging out and getting better and. Working through things, but thanks for being here, Sith Lord. He says, OMG, King Lord. is here. Laughter is the best medicine. Thank you. Sith, awesome. My boy, Sith Lord. Um, he's just recovering, so everybody put some hearts in the chat yep. for him. Uh, he's a great dude. You know, We talk all the time in the background, and I really love his level of support because he goes out and he supports everyone. So please you know, put some hearts in the chat for him. Yeah, please do. He, he messaged me today and said that he was excited to see you on here with me and and that uh, he was going to just relax and enjoy the show while he goes through some stuff tonight. So, yeah, give shout out to this community for being amazing. Uh, Scooter, thank you so much for the super. He says, love the meat sweats from the Brazilian steakhouse. Uh, Kung Fu Hot Dog. Thank you, Kung Fu. He says, hey, Colton King David, bought a Halo 4 360, and it's sexy. Also what? getting a Crystal LTD or limited edition OG Xbox so I can play games that aren't back and pat. He must be in the, the, the see-through one. Yeah. Holy smokes. Those cost a lot. That guy's loaded. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would like to actually get just a regular vanilla Xbox original because it was my first Xbox. 
And I don't even care if it works. I just, I'll just sit it here. So yeah. I got to do that. Shout out to you, Kung Fu. Um, <laughs> Scooter says, Scorpio is how I found Colt. And he says, and Crap Gamer. Yeah, I mean, I used to watch Crap Gamer back then yeah, as well, too. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, hands up if you watch Crap Gamer. I mean, there's there's lots of people who are giving the latest news in the community and just pick and choose who you like and who you who you don't like. Sometimes people yeah. watch us and they don't like us, right? Sometimes. I, I get it all the time. They said I bring down the quality of my show. I'm like, oh, really? I didn't know. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for telling me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hit the like button. Thanks. Now we appreciate it. Yeah, Sky, yeah, share it out. <laughs> or as dealer says, you know, show your grandma. You know, have your grandma watch. Skywalker the Jedi. Thank you so much for the super. He says, much love to Colt for having the king on your platform. Salute to both of you gentlemen for repping Team Xbox with respect and dignity 100%. And Blaze, Blaze, a great guy. He says, Colt. With King, my guy. Yeah, I love to have King on here. King's been on here. It's probably like your third or fourth time, actually. But yes, sir. I'm so glad, so glad <laughs> you're here. Thank you, brother. Well, I got to hear your opinion on this PSVR. Um, you you play everything. So yes, I'm sure you you, uh, you had some fun with it on Sunday. But let's, let's hear your take on 550 bucks. Well, I told everybody that the total cost for the PlayStation VR is going to be $1,200. And they laughed at me. You can't have a PlayStation VR 2 without having a PS5. And 80% of you guys don't have a PS5. Because if you look at the pie, and the pie chart has been shown, 80% of you are still on a PlayStation 4. (laughs) Right? Right. So the 20%, like myself, who purchased early a PlayStation 5 is just sitting waiting for this peripheral that will have 10 games in its lifetime from PlayStation first party and the rest will be games from Oculus and hopefully look a little bit better. But for $550 plus the PlayStation, and it costs more than a PlayStation in the U.S., an add-on, $1,200 because you want a game, right? And you want the docking station, right? So this comes tax and they go, there you go, buddy, 1200 bucks. Will it be worth 1200 bucks for the totality that I will believe will be 10 games? No, back compat. I think that was a huge mistake. How no many games are there on the last one? 15, I only, 16. I only, I only brought 10 games. You have the, the first one. I sold it. What are you going to do? They with did the new something one? very underhanded to me, Colt. I brought it. It didn't have a pass through it. it. It would do something weird. You have to take it out. Boom and I went through the same thing. You have to take it out when you put it in uh, because it didn't switch over to HDR or something like that. It had a problem with your television because your television was too advanced. I just stopped playing it because of that problem, right? Boom went and got the second iteration of it because it had a revision and he played it with no problem because our TV's upgraded, but the tech didn't. Now, this PlayStation 2 VR has inside eye tracking, uh, pretty much really cool tech that's inside, but it's beholden to the PlayStation 5 and it's tethered. I'm still going to have it because I still want the exclusives, but I think this is a fumble. And, and I got to give a shout out to Sovereign because Sovereign brought up yesterday. It seems like they set it up to feel, it feels like the Vita. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I was talking to somebody about this as well, saying that uh, PlayStation puts out these great peripherals that just don't, they don't quite hit. Like the PSVR 1 had a 4% adoption rate on the platform. I don't expect much more, but a lot of people are expecting even less uh, uh, in sales. It sold 5 million, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, The PSVR 1. That's very minuscule. You didn't have any form of market penetration, right? So I don't even know how this got greenlit the second time. This sounds like a passion project. It really does. It sounds like we were too deep into research and development. We spent too much money here. We went ahead and finished it. Bring it out. Yes. (laughs) Really? Uh, Well, I got to ask you about. the the level or quality of games because in my personal opinion I, a lot of the games I see I'm like I'm not really interested in that like if it was all of my favorite games somehow would work with it but it's just that's just not the way gaming is VR is so segmented I gotta ask you about Xbox where is Xbox's foothold in VR why what's your opinion it's not well, there Oculus just uh, reported that Game Pass is going to go to uh, Oculus. Right uh, at some point in time, mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> you don't build it. Let the house be built, and if you have an app that can facilitate great games, send it over there. And then, if you so happen to do some research and development in a couple of studios with some VR stuff, that stuff can be playable over there. So let them build the house. Let them build the bigger mouse trap. Let them work it all out. Let them fight it out. And you go with the winner. The last time Microsoft took a bet, they lost miserably. It was on HD DVD. I still got it upstairs with all all those movies. And Blu-ray beat the floor with them because Blu-ray took porn. HD DVD didn't. They they, remember this. Yeah, they sided with the porn industry, right? And that's how they won. That's Mm. that was the winner. Nice. That's the same thing that happened with VHS versus Betamax. I mean, I think VR is a bigger R&D investment than a dis- an optical disk drive, for sure. But then again, there's a lot of money tied up into optical media as well. Right. So maybe that was a big business thing. It so uh, l- let me ask that last question. Do you think the games are there? Because I don't see everybody falling all over themselves to no. get VR in the home. Maybe I'm no. wrong. They, they took a small bet on an IP that they were iffy about, which is Horizon. And they say, okay, we can use this IP and we can don't take the main character and we can do a spinoff here. They didn't do me personally. I would have took one of my old shooters that is dormant and I would have revived it there. You know, my first person shooters, because I believe first person shooters were well in VR. Right, and I would have took uh, a a couple of other games that are really well in VR, like the the they had to get away, put the getaway two in there, you know. Um, just really take your time with your IPs and really craft an experience around it. What they do with great tech, and this is Sony, they take great tech and they make the same games. Addict said this. Okay, what they do with the PlayStation Vita was they took the PlayStation 3 games. What you loved, yeah. And just made Vita equivalents. 
Mm-hmm. That doesn't work in small space. Nintendo has mastered what works in the handheld. This is the reason why they're so successful in the handheld market is because their stuff is catered to the handheld. Even when they had a home console, the handheld market always stayed strong because those experiences were separate experiences for the handheld. Sony hasn't adapted that process and they haven't wrapped their minds around such great tech. You have to cater to the experience on the device and make that device the exclusive, and they just don't do it. I mean, wouldn't it be better to just make a handheld and hope that all of your games could go to it? So the handheld or the peripheral being VR has access to as much of your favorite things as possible. And I think that's where the disconnect is. When you talk about the Vita, I think of uh, Uncharted... Oh, mm-hmm. gosh, what was it called? Golden Abyss. I know Abyss. which one he was talking about. They, they had an Uncharted game. They had a Siphon Filter game. War. They had a, on on the PSP. Yeah, they had all those great games, right? This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. But it's like that version. You get, oh, do you want the pared down version for the handheld? We've got one like it. And I think we all just want our favorite experience everywhere. I put in the chat, King, do you want VR on your favorite system? That way, if somebody wanted to buy something for their PC or they wanted it on their Xbox or they wanted PSVR 2, they could they could vote. And uh, right now, 66% are saying, no, they don't want VR. And uh, let me know in the chat if it's the games. Because to me, it's like there's nothing there. I don't want to play Beat Saber. Maybe for a few minutes. But I would not strap something on my head, make sure everything's ready to rock for another you know, $500, $600 to play Beat Saber, Job Simulator, Half-Life Alex, maybe. But, I mean, there's only a couple killer apps. And like you were saying, can, that game? Like, look what they did with Horizon, right? They gave us Horizon Call of the Mountains. So you get like this experience in the Horizon Forbidden or Zero Dawn world. Yeah. I, I just felt that they missed the boat on a lot of killer IPs. Now, Demio... Is a good game. Very good in VR. Actually, in the VR space, I think it's probably the number one game that you need to start with. Because it makes... It, it, it has a Stranger uh, um, stranger Things feel. Like when you go into the house, because you, you know, you're inside. So you're not in the house, but you know, you go into the house. And when you're playing on the board, it has a Dungeons & Dragons feel. And any nerd, I'm a super nerd. I'm 100% super nerd. I, I just tinted my glasses for the show. Um, <laughs> it gives you that feel that that feel that I've always wanted to have with Dungeon and Dragon when yeah. playing Imaginary before. Now it's visual. I think that game right there. Anybody that does get the PlayStation VR two, please go out and get Demio. Please try it. You know we had the developer on, and I'm not just saying it because we had him on uh, the show, but I'm just saying it because it is such a great game and it's worth your time in VR. And if you are a VR skeptic, I believe that game can change you. I like to hear that. I really do. Like a uh, server error in the chat said it, that's going to be a game changer. Sony's all in just you watch. And I really hope it does. <clears throat> and I think when I say things like there's not a lot of games everybody talks about is because there's not a lot of people playing them. So that it just doesn't rise above the noise. And it's unfortunate for 
that platform. So that was hope. That's what hope sounds like, right? <laughs> it's not going to take off, buddy. It's not going to take off. It's going to do. It's going to perform worse in the market because right now we're facing a recession. Right, five hundred and fifty dollars. You don't have a PlayStation Five. You have to add that to it. Think about what I'm saying here. I'm just telling you common sense. This is going to be very niche. It's going to be akin to something akin to a little bit more than the Virtual Boy. See, and the reason why I say this, the Virtual Boy had a stigma only because of the level of the color palette. It was red. I had it. I had it. Oh, you did? Jeez. Of course. I was the first guy online. I remember running the side Funko Land and getting it. I was so happy when I got home, and I was so upset with the backlash that it received. GameFan destroyed it, GamePro destroyed it, and EGM destroyed it because of the color palette. If it had a true color palette, yeah, that thing yeah. would have took off, but because it was uh, isolated, it, you know, it was early it was, days, uh, its own device. Yeah, this thing is going to cost people, and I just feel the cost is prohibitive. That's all. Okay, just the cost. yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. There's a couple supers here about the uh, about VR. Let me read those first. Sir X Men, thank you. Says racing games in VR is absolutely incredible. Yeah. And this is something I would like to try. I have a racing seat over here. I have a friend who's older than me that loves to race uh, Project Cars, iRacing, or something like that in uh, VR. And he says it's crazy. You look to the side, you can see out your window. Um, that might make me incredibly sick. And I know a lot of people in chat might get queasy playing VR. A risky for the Biscuit, who's a, been a channel member for 15 months, says, Been here since Xbox newscast day one like xbox this great show evolved over time feels like the ecstasy of old love seeing guests on ecstasy especially king david thanks risk it i'm there was a time there where i didn't bring on as many guests as i was kind of trying to tool how i'm doing the show but it's really good to have my friends on here king it's always good to hang out with you bro i appreciate it trust me i do <laughs> uh angry I hippie thank you <laughs> I, know. I know angry hippie says uh blu-ray got the disney exclusively in HD DVD didn't. Hmm. It I mean, I don't remember back that far. I, see, I was literally in the trenches of it. The fact that Sony put it in the box, Microsoft didn't. It was an add-on. It was a second thought. They didn't go all the way into the, the to the fight. They really sided with HD DVD. Blu-ray won the war. Turned the tide completely soon as they got porn. And you can look it up. And it, I mean, it's a shame. That's how they won the battle. They went dirty, but <laughs> they won the war. And the PlayStation was on the forefront because they put it in the machine. That means every PlayStation 3 that was sold yeah, had it in the box. I have friends that bought the PS3 because it had a Blu ray player. And Blu ray players were like $500 back then. This one. Yeah. But now I don't use any disc based stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Diggy Darling, thank you for the super. It says VR is cool, but I'm waiting for a better screen, lenses, tech, also a headset that works with Xbox and PC. So I don't know. Oh, like, and get the Meta Pro, the Oculus Pro. If that's what you're waiting for, that one right there is uh, what is it? Uh, fifteen hundred dollars. That one is uh, wireless. That one will work with Xbox Game Pass. That one has better eye tracking, has better visuals. That's a better machine. It's available. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd be so much better if they could open this up and make stuff more universal. Like if you buy a PSVR 2, you can use it on PC. If you have a certain spec VR machine, you can use it on your 
on your PS5. Um, and it's one of the things that could be holding it back. Uh, let's see, we've got another one here from Drawn TJ. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, bro. He says, hi, Colt and King David. Did you guys see the article at THQ Nordic is making a spinoff of Command and Conquer? And he said they threw some shade at EA. Their game is called Tempest Rising, coming out next year. Are you learned about uh, Command and Conquer, those type of games, King? Because I'm not. Uh, listen, I'm a, I'm a full nerd. All right? <laughs> so, real-time strategy stuff. All, I play absolute everything. You would be a, you would be ashamed for some of the games I play, like Lisa Shoot Larry and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, really good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll look into that one, Drawn. Um, I know a couple of my friends are big time into Command and Conquer. Uh, Ham Solo says shout out to King uh, for helping a brother get started. King King is, that is he's my done. guy. He is. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. When he hit me in the DMs and stuff like that, coached him through a lot of things. And the biggest thing is, and I'm going to tell anybody that's watching right now, the biggest thing for you to do is start. Stop giving an excuse. Go start. I don't care how piss poor it is. You can always learn from a poor beginning. But you can never learn from never starting up the engine. I'll also add to that, King. There's times when I usually put up about one video a week. And there's times where I sit here. I set up everything and I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I want to dive into the production and writing everything and getting in front of my camera and saying things. I don't know if I have it in me today. And sometimes you just got to do it. And um, if I go back and watch my really old videos, boy, do I sound yep. terrible. Boy, does it not look that great. But you just, every video can be better. And put a smile on your face. Let people know you love it. You know, shout out to almost a thousand people here checking out the show. Really appreciate it. This is X and C, the Xbox newscast podcast. I'm here with a special temporary co-host, King <laughs> David from the Iron Lords, uh, while Gaz is out of the country. And um, really appreciate it. Hit the like button if you're having a good time. Thank you to everybody on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts for listening to the show. I hope it comes well across with our with our nice mics, but you can't see our faces. But we really appreciate you being there. And and the uh, the spam chick shows up, so we got that too. So, but no, we appreciate that. Uh, let's talk about God of War Ragnarok really quick. Digital Foundry took some heat, but this is part of a big discussion about cross-gen King David, where he's where uh, John Linneman, I love John Linneman so much. He's so talented. He said, God of War Ragnarok is unabashedly a PS4 game. I know you've had these discussions. T- take, take the ropes. This is for all those frauds that told me it wasn't DLC. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's, it's the greatest continuation of a great story that was never finishedly told. And I have no problem with it. And, you know, um, I thought my game of the year that year was Spider-Man. And yeah. people think, oh, just because I'm not like mine, like you, and didn't feel that God of War was game of the year, in my opinion, it wasn't. I'm a Marvel fan, as y'all can tell by all these statues here. Spider-Man beat it. And I don't care what any game awards say. It. Yeah, but God of War was good. I'm a, a fan. Shout out to David Jaffe of the of the originals. I love Kratos as the original. I didn't like what they did to my Kratos, right? So I'm not gonna say it's my Kratos because a lot of you guys, it's the first time you're meeting this dude. I knew him before you. This is not the guy that I knew. Um, with that being said, it was still a very very good game. Mm-hmm. I was a little pissed off, no jump button. I was a little pissed off 
with the same ogre that I was fighting and just green. Yeah, and yeah, red. that was a downfall. Yeah, and I was a little pissed off with the fact that you showed me Asgard on the board, and I thought I was going to get that. I thought I had more gameplay, and I didn't. And then every time I said it felt like DLC, because hopefully I get to Asgard. If I don't get to Asgard in this game right here, I'm going to throw it out the window. But <laughs> but Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man was my favorite that year as well. Great yeah, stuff, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, it was really, really good. Um, yeah, it the, the whole discussion about the DLC thing. I don't use that term, but, um, this is a cross generation. Oh, come on. Okay. So it's like Lord of the Rings. When you went to go see Lord of the Rings and they cut the movie and said, see you in December. How'd you feel? <laughs> how'd you That's feel? a long That's time. A yeah. Gosh, dang. Oh, uh, so, well, it's a really, it's the best PlayStation 4 game that you're going to get. I mean, Is was everyone expecting a second game? part like that? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't sure. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. the whole thing about it being built for PS4 kind of gets in that whole discussion about the Series S. And um, we've got developers now who are saying that uh, the few that complain, like the guy that's making F- Fish Tackle or whatever game, you know, we had a developer who's making some game that, was a lot smaller, and he says it's a real pain in the butt to work with a Series S. And I'm here to tell you, uh, if I was a developer, yes, it would be a pain in the butt. If I was told I had to make something for work, in my work, some of the stuff I do, you have to make things, you have to create things. If I had to make a production, then I had to make a second version at a lower quality than the other one, I would be upset that I have to do extra work. But there's a whole discussion about the Series S holding back the generation when right now we're about to play one of the best-looking games in the generation up to this point, and it was made for a PS4. Who's really holding us back? (laughs) I mean, who's asking for parody, right? I mean, why would it be clauses for parody, right? So, all right, now now that everything is out, everything is there, why isn't the PlayStation 5 doing 4K60? There's no little man for you to blame. Yeah, There's it's doing 1440, like up to, it can eventually hit 120 FPS. Hey, Fahim no, Scott no, in the, in the no. chat keeps saying, how come Xbox doesn't have anything that can touch God of War? Well, I mean, they've already had two amazing Forza Horizon games that, that are touch God of War. They're amazing, incredible, and offer way more game time and enjoyment than, than God of War. God of War is amazing. Ori is incredibly amazing. There are tons of games. Um, Xbox is, uh, needs to make some more games, but we will talk about you, that as well. Right? I will tell you, don't fight that because they would say, I don't consideration games like the game awards. Don't consider racing games. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the reason why you don't consider racing games because that Gran Turismo hasn't beat Forza in years so that you will lose that argument hands down. God, I'm not telling you God of war is garbage. I'm not telling you God of war sucks. I'm telling you, I'm going to be playing it. Actually, I'm going to be playing it like the 20% of the PlayStation fans at the best fidelity. I'm not going to be playing on a TCL television like 80% of the PlayStation 4 owners, right? So, again, I'm going to be playing it at its optimum performance level on the better television, and I'm telling you, it's a good game. Don't come for me unless I send for you. If I tell you it's DLC, I purchase it. It's whatever I call it, right? You know so, who else called it DLC? Who? David Jaffe. 
oh, that's my guy. You, do you know I really like him? Like I, I had know, him on a couple weeks ago. He's hilarious. Yeah, of course, he's always I mean, hilarious. He's, he's the absolute best. He, you know what? Such a genius, absolute genius. And these guys don't even know who David Jeffy is. But if if you knew, you know what? No David Jeffy, there's no God of War. So yeah, if he yeah. called the DLC the creator of your love, please just call it DLC. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, we'll be playing it day one. Now, we'll be playing it on the OLED because we live our best life, right? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get every penny out of that out of that thing. And and your hatred for TCL. I feel so bad for that company. I just want to apologize to my sponsor, TCL. my mind. I'm just kidding. Listen, I'm doing the same thing you're doing. I, but you're doing it nicely. You play nice. I want them to change my mind. You want TCL to change your mind? or send, send, send me one of those nano televisions and make me see the difference. Make me turn my back on Samsung. Make me say, ah, Samsung or LG. I don't need you guys anymore. I have TCL. You can roll cool remote with that TCL, bro. You're you're living your best life right there. Uh, <laughs> we got um, Mandingo McThickens. What a great name. Mandingo McThickens. He says the PSVR $550 plus you need a PS5. That's no bueno. He, he echoed what you said as well. It's another 50 bucks for the charging station. So, yeah. yeah. 1200 bucks no matter where you are uh yeah. from azores thank you for the five euro says uh i am from i am from azores portugal i love your show the playstation sells wow. well in portugal due to its focus on advertising and content uh in the games in portuguese yeah. darn and and <laughs> from azores is going against the grain uh playing on an xbox i think but shout out to you bro randy g says for me it was the combat and that no jump button i like the combat in god of war um, and the game's beautiful. It's just beautiful, but there's just something about Spider-Man just didn't get that love because God of War overshadowed it. And uh, I teared up at the end of Spider-Man. At the very end, I was like really tearing up, and I story thought, this is great. so deep. That was a deep story. Even That DLC that they gave for Spider-Man with the black cat? Yeah. This, this yeah. Kiss. Yeah. Uh, I only played a little bit of that DLC. I have to go oh, back. Okay. Okay. I understand, sir. <laughs> yeah, it went because um, I'm thinking. Oh yeah, I remember doing like a couple of takedown areas, and then I stopped playing it. Oh, shit. Yeah. too bad for me. Too bad for me. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about Starfield really quick. Actually, I was going to talk about this later, but I'll, I'm going to ask you this question: Do you think that Starfield will run only at 30 FPS on the Series X? Probably so. Jeez, I saw really? the level. Uh, yeah, probably so. I saw the level of detail that was in that game, and I was taken aback. Right? They they showed a couple of characters, even in still shots, and I'm zooming in the background. I'm looking around. I'm doing my best detective work. I'm looking at. I'm trying to count pixels. Mm-hmm. Like my name is Letterman. I'm not CSI. <laughs> All right. But I said this level of detail and that that open worldness, that vastness that it will give you. I do not believe that it will go over 30. It will be a lot 30. It won't dip. It won't shake. It won't waver. Um, but if, if and they can prove me wrong at any point in time, please do so. If they're able to to, to hit, uh, let's say, 1440p, 60 frames per second, mm-hmm. or dynamic 4K, whatever the hell you do, 
um, just give us options, right? Let somebody play it how they want to play it in whatever resolution they want to play it in. But mm-hmm. I'm going to probably play it if if it's in the 4K 30 and that's the max on the resolution. Then I'm going to max out my resolution. I'm going to play it with that 30. I know people are fighting right now about that um, and want the 60. But just give them the opportunity to switch between. Okay. Yeah, I like I like that statement. I'll I'll be okay with that statement. Um, people are like level of detail. Um, you have to remember yeah. chat. Like when you, I've been okay. Remember I told you I just put in twelve hours of Fallout Four in the past two or three days. A lot of right. a lot of time, and I'm using the four K sixty mod, which upreses it and tries to push it to sixty, and it doesn't most of the time. So it's like the best version you're going to get on console Fallout Four, and that game. I I, I got to. Let me talk about Fallout 4 for a minute. The game is how many years old? Seven years old? Yeah. The baked-in lighting. Now, normally I walk around with the Pip-Boy. You set the Pip-Boy color to white, and you'll right. actually get a uh, flashlight instead of a green a green light that goes out. The yeah. green light's yeah. horrible. So, pro tip to anyone who plays Fallout 4, change your Pip-Boy interface to white, and you'll get an actual flashlight bulb. Uh, color and it's it's great but uh, lately i've been leaving it off as much as possible because the game uses baked in lighting where it just fakes where lighting and shadows should go and it's quite beautiful for a game that's kind of in its own way ugly and it really got me thinking as i watched the starfield footage over and over and do what you do like zoom in right i went on a tangent king but what people don't realize is most games we play you do not interact with 90 percent of the objects in your world you're playing in Ever. Right. And like you can throw a grenade and things are going to fly off the shelf. You can pick up all these things. You can put them in your backpack. Every one of those I- items means something, right? It has a purpose. So that's what you're meaning when you say the level of detail in Starfield, yes. right? Well, yes. That and the fact that the character models look off the charts. I don't know uh, how many polygons. Listen, I come from the days where uh, Crash Bandicoot had 900 polygons, right? <laughs> these are their and, hands, and, right? And, yeah, you had had Muppet hands, and listen, guy, I, I came from two polygons. Let's to be honest, I played on Vetrex. so yeah, yeah, seeing, two, two seeing, dots seeing and a... yeah, two dots, two dots on the asteroid. Seeing this stuff and actually, you know, having it animate, I'm I'm comfortable with that level of detail in 30 frames. Now, again, like I said, if you can. Lower the resolution and raise the frame rate. I'm all in. If you give me the option, great. I'll take it. And I think Microsoft understands with the all the options that God of War gave you. Because they gave you a ton of options on how to play the game. Whatever you're comfortable with, they worked it out for you, right? Whatever your setup is, great. Starfield needs to look at that and say, you know what? Let's give everybody the ability to have all these options and play it however they choose because we have vast array of televisions. We have people playing on monitors, people playing on PCs, uh, you know, people uh, level of internet connections, whatever it is that you're doing. Every TV is not created equal. TCL. Um, <laughs> How dare options. you? Paris um, is going to kill me. <laughs> who would you say Paris? Yeah, Paris Lily. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he will. He he can't stand it. Um, the Starfield thing. What if uh, what if they use FSR? Because if with the FSR two point they could bring the game all the way down to ten eighty p at sixty, yeah. and then FSR can make it look like fourteen forty p. 
would you? Because at that point, King, you're not bringing down graphic fidelity. You're only bringing down pixel count. So you're just increasing the op, the the increasing the chances that you might see some jigsaw, some some sawtooth edges and points and places. What do you think about that? I only say this: if they just released ray tracing for the AMD um, video cards. And we're just getting it in the was it was it Halo or Forza? Oh, or was it both? It was both on the PC, right? Yes, Halo yes. And Forza that they're releasing that out, and then we're gonna get a trickle down effect. I think Starfield is too long in its cycle to do those level of revisions now, or was the delay that? Because if the delay on Starfield was that for ray tracing? The, no, not the ray tracing. The 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 the, the ability to uh, to put in uh, FSR. Oh, okay, right? okay. If because remember, it's a suite. They send out a suite of of things. They just don't give you like one update to the, the dev kit. They give you a suite of things, and then you choose the stuff that you want to use to help out your your game performance or whatever. What if that uh, that package was you know put into the development kits? And I'm not a developer. And those tools are available. And the only reason why they missed a date is because they probably looked and said, well, the frame rate is a little bit chunky. Let's fix this. Sure. Let's I do agree. this. Let's do that. And this can give it a bump. We could take the resolution down, but we can still hit the 4K with this on and we can get 60 or higher frame rates because of this. I would say that's a win, and I'm down with that. If, if if that's the case, and if that's what's being implemented, of course, they have the ability to do it. They have the RDNA 2. That's the only uh, next-gen consoles, the Series S and the Series X, that have that tech inside. Well, let's get to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did a video last week about how they need to get to it. Yeah. We haven't seen any of these features. Velocity architecture, mesh shaders, uh, VRS, FSR... <laughs> I can like I can I can almost rattle them off delivery. off the top of my head. We but, saw a smart delivery, and that's actually a, a great thing. We saw um, a quick resume, which was mm-hmm. actually a great thing. So you know they're not real buzzwords that didn't have any substance, like blast uh, processing back in the days. Yep, yep. Hey, the Sega so, Genesis, exactly. So yep, we just have to wait, and I believe this is the year we get a chance to see them because these are only next gen or this gen's games you know so you're not being held back you know with xbox one that's done you know it's just series s and series x yeah it has to be in order to move forward i i gotta ask you as we talk about next gen only king are we looking at 70 dollar games with starfield that's that's a hard one right because you as as a business guy, you have to look at where we are in the market as far as uh, the dollar value, mm-hmm. right? And what we're facing going forward, we see groceries. I went to go get some eggs. It was eight dollars the other day. You know, um, yeah, yeah, it's like that over here, Cole. Ostrich eggs or what? No, man, <laughs> just regular brown. I thought eggs. I, I thought <laughs> eggs were like a buck for a dozen. What? Oh, well, I'm just gonna get mad because I don't go grocery shopping. Okay, okay. See, it's, 
Oh man, say you don't go shopping without saying you don't go shopping. <laughs> you that guy. The only eggs I know I buy are in the uh, breakfast crunch wrap at Taco Bell. <laughs> Listen, everything is uh inflation is crazy. Yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Wait, are you damage controlling for seventy dollar games on Xbox right now? No, um I'm damage controlling for the fact that Sony got ahead of the curve early. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And everybody cried and they moaned and they didn't want to cross that street and they didn't want to do it. Right. But sometimes the bottom line is if we don't do this, you won't get this. Right. So, yeah, yeah it will be a $70 game and you will get God of War. Right. You you want research and development into these games and you want all of this. You want all these options. You want all this stuff. Well, I know that extra $10 sounds like it's going to actually hurt. But in the end, just go get Game Pass because those games that's going to be $70 is going to be in Game Pass day one. Keep up with your subscription. You pay a fraction of the cost, and that's how you offset it. So Microsoft could uh, theoretically say $70, but listen, we have a great option. They have the family plan. They have uh, Game Pass Ultimate, and they have Game Pass. Pick where you fit in. Get a couple of buddies. Y'all can go in $5 each. And just get Game Pass. And you don't have to ever worry about that $70 price tag ever affecting you in any manner. Right? So mm-hmm. I have an inflation beater. Go get Game Pass. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And, that, and the chat was saying that too. Wouldn't that make, uh, Capono said, wouldn't that make Xbox Game Pass look better? And I, yeah. so the damage control would be, well, Microsoft can raise the price and say, we're raising the price of our games, but you can play them on Game Pass. But that isn't really the right answer because if you want to own the games, you have to pay top dollar. And the top dollar is at the fault of EA, Take-Two, PlayStation, Ubisoft. I think it's Ubisoft. Yeah, I mean, all those, the biggest publishers on the planet are saying, hey, they're 70 bucks. And uh, oh, cool. I think... Let's be, on- Let's be honest. For that once, $70 price tag only affects the individuals that have poor impulse control right they dangle the fruit in front of you if you just wait a month or two that fruit yeah. will go down in price but yeah, you can't but the do FOMO. it you can't, you can't do it Cole. you gotta do it right you so they, you buy your games day one right so, I, I can't wait i mean I, there's people who pre-order them even though they know that they can just pick it up that night digitally right let me tell you something Cole. Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer <laughs> and young Odin Satya Nadala has me shook to go buy games. Every game I purchase, I turn around like a week later is inside Game Pass and I'm mad as hell. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I just sit there and wait. And, and, and any PlayStation, I know it's not going to Game Pass. So I go get my PlayStation games or I go get my Switch games or I go get my Oculus stuff because I know it's not coming in Game Pass. But Xbox has me absolutely terrified because I don't know what they're going to do from month to month. So, no, I'm good. <laughs> I can yeah. wait. Shut up, chat. Shut up about the eggs. They're still going off about the egg prices. Uh, I'm such a fraud. I looked on Walmart. The cheapest eggs are $1.52 for 12 for, for a dozen eggs, and they're probably <laughs> – this is large eggs. But, I mean, how great can they be? You know, the chickens wait. of Walmart can't be the top tier. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the L on that one. <laughs> you're, you're out there. Okay. You you probably the eggs just come out right there and they just take them hot and just put them, just give me they're like they're right in there yeah they're like dollar fifty two baby I mean you can't mess up eggs but maybe not I made some thick waffles last night one egg 
for one batch of waffles. You know, we'll, we'll be okay in this recession when it comes to eggs, I suppose. Um, <laughs> uh, shout out to over a thousand people who are checking out the XC podcast. Really appreciate you being here. It, it means a lot. We're having a good time. Hit the like button if you're having that good time. And thanks for being on Spotify and Apple and Google Podcasts. It's good to be on an on-demand platform where people can, you know, I don't, I haven't been going to the gym, but if I do go to the gym, I need to listen to a podcast in my earbuds. Yep. So we really appreciate that. Uh, I got a couple supers here. Um, let's see. Risky for the biscuit. Thank you so much for the Australian three dollars. He says with everything required, PSVR two in Australia is a whopping one thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. That's super expensive. Yudana Kizada, he says, House Vizio and House TCL will not withstand this level of disrespect from King. House TCL never forgets. We raise our unevenly pixel-lit swords. First of all, you yelled out Vizio. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with Vizio? I had one at Not one time. Cold. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I my, my first big TV. Uh, let me take you back. 2008, uh, the president gave everybody, uh, every household, if you're married, they gave you a $1,200 deposit in your account. It was amazing. In 2008, like, you know, I was feeling pretty poor and uh, had like two little kids at the time. They're real little. And that 1200 bucks, I told my wife, I said, let's go. Let's finally get rid of the, the 27-inch Sanyo TV, the CRT. And we went and bought a 55-inch Vizio Plasma. The good plasma, it was like about this thick and it had a glass yep. front and it doesn't burn in. So it was like about that era when plasmas were cool. We're good. It was a great right. TV. Hung it on the wall. It's like 100 pounds. I thought the sheetrock was going to come off the wall. You know, big lag bolts. And um, the 360. I had the 360. It was brand new. Big screen TV. That was life. That was my Vizio story. Um, you got it from Costco's, yes? I did. I did, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because they had was, the exclusive deal on it. You remember. Yeah, it was $100 yes, off plus another 100 from Costco. So yes. it was like a fifteen hundred dollar TV for twelve hundred, thirteen hundred. You remember this? Listen, I was at the forefront. I'm, first of all, I'm a tech head, right? So every new television that was the top of the line at that period of time, I was a Sony uh, dude. So I had the Sony HD one, uh, Sony XBRs, and I, I just that's how I went. I just went down the line like that. So. Yeah, I, I've had them all. I've had them. I've had. You've even had a TCL. Let's see. We got. Uh, Cloaked no. Onyx, thank you so much for the super chat. He said, play Starfield on PC, not because of 4K or 60 FPS. That's a given. Play it on PC because if a quest breaks, a bad bug, or something else, a console command will fix it. Remember, this is a Bethesda game. Um, Yeah, I played Fallout New Vegas at launch, and I went into Vault 3, which is a really nasty vault full of like killer fiends. Uh, they're they're drug-induced murderers. And I'm in this vault like doing this whole long thing and the the quest bugs and the game just is in a loading screen every time i load up it's just that roulette going over and over nothing you can do on a console but um i'll I'll still play it on console it'll be fine they'll patch it angry hippie with the five dollars says i bought the quarry at 70 dollars a week after launch three days later it was 44 on xbox i'll wait from then on so the fomo though nope (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, good old Collingwood, uh, used to be sleeping Vista says, how come PlayStation doesn't have creator led games like Pentiment or grounded? 
Can, can you answer that one? Because they're winning. They're winning? <laughs> yeah, yeah, listen. They are winning. When you're winning, you don't really have to try hard, right? Microsoft has to develop avenues in order to get your interest, right? Sony doesn't. They don't really have to try hard. So what Jim is doing right now, shout out to Jim Room, Jim Ryan, he is doubling down on the heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. See, and this is what happens to uh, baseball teams. When they forget to play small ball and they, they fall in love with the home run, the team starts to become all home run hitters, right? Yeah, and they pop out a lot. <laughs> That's where you strike out a lot. That's where you can win big or you can lose big. That's what happened to my beloved Yankees. When they were winning consistently, they had a great mix that kept you in the mix. Same thing with Sony. They had a great mix. You're seeing a lot of same-isms. And the same-isms is regurgitated content over and over again. And you're going to dilute your pool, and they will walk away. When you go to Game Pass, you see something like Pentiment that you weren't thinking about buying. But it's in Game Pass, and you're sitting there, you didn't try everything. You said, let me try this. And maybe that becomes your favorite new game. It doesn't suffer from samism because there's nothing in there like it. That's where new stuff happens because you have to try new stuff when you're losing. That's the reason why they don't have that there. I wonder how the reception for Pentiment's going to be, though. Um, Grounded was a winner for me, big time, big time. Like nobody understands uh, until they play it. But you told me. But. Pentiment is a very strange animal, and Josh Sawyer is really talented. Um, some people will get to play it early and review it. That's, there is a difference. Uh, let me just say this. I don't like Xbox's approach. They give people, I'll just say this generally so I don't get in trouble. They give people access to review a game, and then they say, you're not allowed to tell anybody you're playing it. You're not allowed to talk about that you're playing it. Yeah, until the NDA is over. But on PlayStation, they say, Hey, here's uh, here's God of War. Tell everyone you're playing it, and you have two weeks to finish it. And they get to talk about it and say, "Oh, I can't wait to talk about what I'm playing." Uh, I right, don't know cool. why they do that differently. All right, cool. I can give it. You want me? You want me to tell you why? Teach me, please. I bet you IGN Career will never get another exclusive game early from them. What did they give God of War Ragnarok King? Six. They said it was boring. Suffered from samism. The story was uh, well, it's like a weak family story. They really just said it was DLC, boring DLC. It wasn't hitting for them. Like, can you can you see where they're coming from? And so, I, I can sort of see where they could be coming from, but seems a little extreme. But the, the the conversation is the reason why Sony is confident to tell you here, talk about it, do this because. You do talk about it in the wrong light. Like one of my Twitter guys eloquently put, they said they didn't like the his verbiage about a certain game. So oh, his he, tone, his tone. Yes, his tone, his tone. Yes. You, you remember the text. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So Microsoft will do the traditional. 
Sony understands. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Seriously. Nobody likes it when mother gets angry. <laughs> You'd be wise to not upset mother. Yeah. Uh, Stevie or like you said. Uh, and then all the Xbox fans are like, what do you mean Stevie or, and they have this screenshot of all these high marks that they've given PlayStation games. Yeah. And I said the other day, if you pick your critics, you'll never lose. Ever. Uh, I don't know how much of that PlayStation does. I, I think the world just really likes PlayStation, what they do because they do it really well. And Xbox has a lot to catch up to. Um, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Let me see if, um, yeah, let me see here. We I want to talk about this Activision Blizzard thing because this is the New York Post King put out an article today talking about the regulators and the EU and the FTC criticizing this deal and a an analyst that works with Michael Pactor named I have the quote here. His name is Dan Ives. He said, "Quote, this is just an analyst, a Wedbush securities analyst." that works with Michael Pactor said this about the ABK deal. It said, Microsoft's decision to buy Activision is all about exclusivity. Close quote. Let me stop him there because I've said on this channel, thanks to Hoag's Law. Remember Hoag's Law? He's fantastic. You guys had on the show a few times. Hoag's Law has told me and his show and your show that this deal is not about exclusivity. It's about mobile and it's about cloud. It's about Game Pass being a juggernaut. So, Dan Ives says, Microsoft's decision to buy Activision is all about exclusivity. If giving up exclusivity is one of the required concessions, Microsoft is going to have to think long and hard if this is the right deal. King, I got to hear your take on this on this analyst's uh, take on that. That's an individual that doesn't see the forest for the trees. Right? You You won't see the shot coming because you were looking in the wrong direction. If you think... At any point in time, Microsoft wants to remove any of these games out of PlayStation owners' hands. You're nuts. It's already established pipeline of cash. Keep Guaranteed. Cash Guaranteed. So this is what happens. Let me let me tell you what really the story is. First, Microsoft is opening a, a, a mobile shop to go against Google, right, and go against Apple. The target isn't Sony. Sony just got hit by a stray. That's all that is. <laughs> right? So he's not yeah. the intended target. King is the real prize in that whole equation because King is the key to the castle. <laughs> it's funny, right? No pun intended. Right. Um, Candy Crush. Then you, have, then you have Blizzard. Blizzard completes a section of Microsoft becoming RPG kings, right? Yeah. And then Activision with all its IPs. Imagine this. If that deal closes, y'all worry about Call of Duty. That becomes the home of Spider-Man because all those Activision Spider-Man games will show up magically because they will own the licenses so they don't have to pay licenses to anybody mm-hmm. in Game Pass. And, it, and you, you can't stop it, right? You can stop the 2018, but you can't stop these. Now, of course, you can got, you can, you can, you can have exclusivity uh, on certain stuff, right? Certain stuff that they make new. Yes. But established franchises, 
They're not going to stop that. Why would we sell it to them for $70 and put it free inside Game Pass and let the consumer decide what the consumer wants to do? If this is about the consumer, then let it be about the consumer. Oh, Satya said think? that about competition. They said what? I said Satya said that about oh. competition. If it's about competition, well, let us have competition. He said, let us compete. Yeah, let it was like, let it, come on, let us compete, please. Um, I know some, I know number crunchers at Microsoft sat down and, and they thought, like you said at the beginning of your statement, right? They said, we'll just make money off of PlayStation. Like we've done the numbers. We may make this much in Game Pass if it's kind of, it's, it's a little more nuanced, right? Right. They make they have guaranteed money in the pocket just off of a PlayStation console when Call of Duty comes out every year, right? Nope. They know that. They can they can project that number. Then they can project what they think they'll make on Game Pass. And I'm sure that the uh the, the, the money counter, the bean counter said, I think we're gonna make more money just selling it off PlayStation, Jim Ryan's lackeys, right? So just leave it there. And there's these other games like um uh, Diablo four is probably going to be a multi-plat, but it'll be available on game pass. Let the consumer choose, like you said, which is a really good way of looking at it. But this is a, this is a big change. This is a big disruption where someone may love to play call of duty on their PlayStation for years, but then they're like, I've been, how much have I been paying for this? You know, $60, $70 every year. I'm just going to play it on game pass and I'll go buy little man. I'll go buy a Series S, or I'll go buy a Series X, or I'll play it on PC. I don't know. Or, uh, or you do like a real gamer does. Go buy a little man, and you play all that stuff that hits Game Pass at at, at a reduced price, right? Because you got a little man for $239 right now on November 17th. Go check yeah. it out. This, I, I retweeted that. And, and everybody's looking at it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, $239. Yeah, yeah, $239. And then, you know, get Game Pass, do that. And then when God of War comes out, have your PlayStation 5. When God of War comes out, pick it up. Play your stuff. Play play your exclusives. Give yourself options. Don't lock yourself in a room and say, I'm not going to mess with this console. Why? Because you're, you're fanboying for a piece of plastic? That doesn't happen. I'll never Cole have an told Xbox. You, he has a whole piece. I've seen your rig. You're, you're driving. He's really a connoisseur. Right? He wouldn't shut I had to put in extra that. joists in the floor to hold that PC up. It's so big. No, man, don't do that. Man, listen, it's not about exclusivity. And only a person that doesn't play video games will see that from the outside and say, oh, it's about exclusivity. Microsoft doesn't want to hold off anything from any gamer. Especially, listen, if Microsoft could put Game Pass on uh, PlayStation, they would do it in a heartbeat. Yep. Yeah, they would. Uh, and I'd also say that if you were going to buy little man, like I bet you that 90% of the call of duty fans, if they played the new call of duty on a series S, they wouldn't even know that it was a less powerful console at this point. Those games look really great as they are. And they run really, really fast. And I don't know the, uh, there, there is a couple of, there was a, a re- <laughs> the Activision actually spoke up. I, Destin Legary gave this uh, quote to us on social media, right before the show went up King. He says, Activision said, we're confident in the deal and its progress. The problem was New York Post put out this article and they framed it like Xbox is going to be sued and they're going to block the deal. And that was how they framed the article. Activision's quotes were, we're confident. 
But I think it was Activision and Microsoft employees said these things. We're confident in the deal and its progress, was one. <clears throat> Any suggestion to the contrary is false, number two. And number three, the process has progressed as expected, and we still anticipate the deal to close on schedule. So does that sound like they're going to get sued? Does that sound like they're going to block the deal? Oh, you have special interests, people with special interests, right? What and special we have, interests? Listen, we have a lot of fanboys in this world. You know, if, if you went out and brought a PlayStation 5 and you bet on a PlayStation 5 and you hear this news and Call of Duty's your thing, wait, what? They won't have Call of Duty? Wait a second. That's all I play. So, of course, you're going to have an adverse reaction to that type of news without digging deep into the whole uh, rhetoric of it. But again, I say this again. 80% of you guys is on a PlayStation 4, right? Go get a little man. Get a bump up. Come on. Get in there. Come on. Uh, it would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> How much during the year is your typical fan playing exclusives? How often? Once or twice. In Once or twice, year, maybe four times, four, four games a year or something? Or maybe if you have both, it's more. But, you know, I hear – I I got to tell you guys, <clears throat> and you, King, I put out this video the other day about Matt Booty's interview, which we're going to talk about in a minute. I don't know if you have time to stay for that, but um, – I, I did this little rant about how Xbox has been so far behind and then they bought Xbox Game Studios in 2018 and 2019. So it's been four or five years. That's how long it takes to make a game, but they just finished the releasing games for PlayStation. So these studios have not even had a chance to have their delivery of their games. But also Xbox hasn't done anything to alleviate the problem, King. I was like Redfall and Starfield got delayed into another year and they didn't step up and buy something exclusive exclusively for the console to make up for it because it's just, you just can't do it. There's no time. You can't go midway through the year and go, what can we get exclusively for the, for the end of the year? Those deals are already long done and that money's already been spent, but it just upsets me that a lot of people in my comment section, a lot of Xbox fans are like, I'm tired of being told just wait till next year. And I'm tired of saying it, right? You've had this conversation. What, how, what's your take on that? It's not wait until next year. It, it hasn't been waiting until next year. Sims Game Pass came out. Are you, you're not going to act like Outriders and Outriders, uh, the DLC expansion, didn't drop inside Game Pass. You're not going to act like these things aren't actively happening. That day and date doesn't happen inside Game Pass with third-party titles. You know, you, you have... Um, what evil, evil, evil... What's that gun game? Evil West... Is going to yes. drop inside Game Pass day and date, and they just well, Evil West won't. Evil, I wish Evil West did. Was I, I thought uh, that was day what, and date? What's the other one? Uh, you're thinking of? Gosh darn it, Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart is what you're thinking of. Oh well, the Atomic Heart. But yeah, wait a second. I could have sworn I can. Look I at said that. that Evil West should go in because they've had prior deals, but it never did end up going in there. But it, but Evil West will come to Game Pass. I bet you anything. It'll come to Game Eventually. Pass, right? It'll okay, come then, soon. Oh, yeah. So then I'll save my money. Anyway, um, <laughs> FOMO. Again, I'm, I just I have too much stuff to play. So again, yeah. it's it's really about preference, right? It, it boils down to if you want to be in a conversation with your friends, and everybody does. Everybody wants to be part of a group, right? And, and, and that's fantastic. I bag on PlayStation on their service model because I feel that they didn't bet 
bet with it, like double down. I, I can tell you, you can raise the numbers on your subscriptions. You won't lose any numbers by putting your games day and day inside your subscription model. Right. I agree. And I that agree. right there shows that you have full support of your whole platform. You're not trying to gouge the public. You're trying to give the public something. Mm-hmm. Microsoft, in doing this, switched from getting exclusives, buying exclusives, to doubling down in their platform. So they have a schedule, and they see what games and what deals that they have with what developers, and where can these games fit in where. So like, let's say a game like Elden Ring. game like Elden Ring comes out, and it didn't fit in that month because you had Outriders or something else that had to get the shine at that period of time. Mm-hmm. So that game falls out, but we'll double back and get that inside Game Pass at this time, right? So at a better you price, have to be, sure. Yeah. yeah, you have to be a little bit more strategic when you're looking at Game Pass and how it goes. And I know as a consumer, you don't care about that. I don't care about that. I just want what I want, and I want it now. Yeah, and there is a whole thing about like I talked about Booty at the Fan Fest, and he said that they have this spreadsheet where they have to make sure that all these releases don't step on each other's toes because everything got pushed into 2023. And I always forget that he has this spreadsheet that also includes what Sarah Bond is doing with Game Pass because they have yep. big things, Wolong, Stalker uh, yep. 2, uh, Atomic Heart, Liza Pete. These are massive games. Uh, Dark, Dark Warhammer Darktide is coming to console next yep. year. There are these big games that they have to make sure that they don't get stepped on by Redfall, like Redfall has got to have its moment and it can't be overshadowed by another major game that needs to have its moment on Game Pass because a lot of people are on Game Pass. A lot of the hardcore are really there and they're the ones that are buying games up like candy or playing them. So there's a lot to discuss with where that's going to be. And I was just really frustrated when what happened was they met with Todd Howard and the Bethesda team in Maryland two weeks before the E3 showcase of 2022. See if I'm getting this right. And that's when Todd said, we need more time. Things aren't working right. Or maybe we're having some, we need more polish. And they, they move those two games. And I'm sure Matt and Phil and Sarah were like going, what are we going to do now? Like we got, we got high on life and, and grounded or Pentiment. That's it. And you, hopefully they're thinking, well, that's not enough. And shout out to over a thousand people who are watching. Just hit the like button if you had a good time. We should be up to 500. Look at King's face. Look at him. Give him a thumbs up. Um, they they got to be thinking, yeah, you need that one big game. And I, I can't help but think, King, that when a game like God of War Ragnarok comes and hits the Metacritic circuit, that all Xbox fans that is completely magnified. Like, you just put, like, a spotlight on their feelings. Like, where's our big game? Because a month ago, it may not have been as severe of a, of a skin a skin on your arm like you got to spray the bactine on it there it is shout out to the gen xers you know what bactine is when i used to skin my knee my mom would spray that stuff on it was like liquid fire on it like, yell at her <laughs> it's an antibacterial spray anyway um that's what i'm getting at king like d- doesn't it get worse when playstation has their w in the moment no listen this this thing has ebbs and flows Right. Um, some mm-hmm. some sometimes your favorite console is all the way on, and you you can't cheer one minute 
when you get something great inside Game Pass and you was pointing the finger at Sony, like, what is your service doing for you? And then God of War comes out and you're like, Microsoft, what's up? Um, it doesn't work like that, right? And you knew God of War was coming. You knew those the, the review scores was going to be what it was. I knew it was going to rate high, right? Same. Because for a lot of people, that was their game of the year and they've been waiting to dive right back into the world. They fell in love with the world and, 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 and right. They supposed to have their moment. God bless. I don't care. What really matters is you knew Redfall was delayed. You knew Starfield was delayed. So you should have put it out of your mind next year. See you next year. My biggest thing with Microsoft is you put us on a 12 month, uh, bandaid from E3. You told us to lower our expectations. Don't look too far in the future. Look for these 12 months. And in these 12 months, you're going to get these games. Well, by gosh darn it, I better have all these games by next June. All of them better come out that I've saw at E3. Because by the letter of your word, and your word is your bond, mm-hmm. this is a 12-month plan. And these games are coming out in 12 months. So... I don't care how long you take for Starfield, but Starfield better come out by the time June rolls around and I'm seeing the next plan for the next 12 months. Because if Sony can show you these games and give you these games and say, look to the future too, they can do both. And you told me to focus and zero in on these 12 months. This is better be the best 12 months you got. And I see great stuff and I'm having a good time, but that 12 months is closing in on you, and you better finish off and get those games out. That's all I'm saying. If you want me to say no longer look at units sold, go buy engagement numbers, cool. Yeah. I did that. Mm-hmm. 12 months, I'm doing that too. Give me the games. Is Starfield going to make it by June 2023? It better. It better? Their word is yep. their bond. Chat, is better. Starfield going to make June 2023? Or you think they're going to show it at E3 and say, enjoy it this holiday, 2023. No. I don't know. No? no? That, that that won't be well. That will not that be well. That won't be well. That won't be well. Because, again, this is this is all I'm saying, right? You say you said this. And, and they have always stood behind what they've said. You got Halo in whatever state that you got it in. They had to piecemeal it, but it, it shipped when they say, okay, this is going to be the date. It shipped. The ship messed up, but he, he showed up to the battle. He was like, I made it here, coach. I'm here. Put me in. It's fine. You can always fix it over time. Hit your marks and be, and nobody wants Starfield to come out half-baked. I don't think it, it won't be. It won't be. And it will have bugs. Like I, I agree with you, King. It it will have a few bugs and they'll fix that over time, but it's not going to be a broken launch, especially if they take all the way till June to release yeah. it. Todd said they were in the polishing phase. So I think it's the right choice to say, Hey, Xbox, we want more time. We want to get it right. And I love that. Xbox said, you know what? We really fouled it up with, with, with Halo. We want you to do this right. So, Yes. If you think you can get it three months, but you need six or you need nine, do it. Yeah. And I think that's where we're at. Yeah. Um, let me grab a couple supers here. Ice Cold Cabbage gets super messy with the super. He says, Data War, <laughs> reskin a rock DLC, PS4 exclusive, six out of ten. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll pick that up on Wednesday night and download it and uh, I'll play it. But uh, I'm not going to call it reskin a rock. <laughs> Kevin Malone, what a great name. 
He is, he says, usually a Spotify listener, but stumbled across the show. Two of the greats here. Don't know what to say except Xbox rules. Thank you for what you do. Appreciate it. King, say hi to him. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I truly appreciate everything. I'm just uh, uh, saying something to Sith Lord. <laughs> Oh, oh you are you? Okay. How, how much time do I have for you? We we just hit the hour and a half mark, and um, I've got a bunch of other stuff I can talk about. I was thinking about bringing uh, somebody in if you need to bounce. I know you have to work, and I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, every week, I destroy Gaz, and he's he's an impossible human being the next day. But um, let me know when you're ready to go if you want to sign out now. That's well, a, I got 10 minutes, and okay. I can uh, – We'll, we'll get knee deep into the next thing, and this is talking about Matt Booty's interview with mm. Skill Up, a great channel, a big fan of his work. And uh, let me start. I'll start with one game here. He talks about Perfect Dark. Did you watch this interview? No. Okay. Um, I, I did a video on this, and he talks about how the initiative brought on uh, Crystal Dynamics, but he also doesn't even mention even though it was public knowledge at the time, that they also were bringing on IDOS Montreal, the team behind um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So, yeah, he says that we didn't, people aren't leaving. This, is, this was always in the works. This, what's your take on Perfect Dark and them bringing on additional studio help? Well, um, I have a conspiracy theory that they was purchasing them anyway. After this ABK deal goes down, um, that they were going to purchase uh, those studios from Embracer Group anyway. And Embracer Group just uh, went and picked them up for them and held them at a period of time until Microsoft finishes these deals. And then Microsoft will double back and give them probably uh, double what they are, they paid for them, which was $300 million. And they have the employees that they was looking for anyway because uh, Gallagher, shout out to Gallagher at the initiative, uh, has mm-hmm. worked with Crystal Dynamics already. And those are, you know, trusted compatriots inside, you know, the gaming space. You know, these are people that he trusts and people that he needs in certain areas. Um, more great developers doesn't mean, doesn't mean a bad thing. Yeah. It means that they understand what's at stake here. And they want to give you the best product. So I understand getting these guys in the door, getting them working until the deal can, you know, close. And it's very easy to take uh, Perdeem workers once they're already in your system and to switch them to full on employees. Right. And to go through the vetting process and all that other stuff after the fact. You already have. And they don't lay them off or whatever. Right. So you, you understand how that part goes, because if anybody has ever went and did uh, some contract work for a company and the contract work was uh, on possible hire, you did the best that you can. And then whenever that six months or whatever that year was, they looked over at you, they gave you an evaluation and it was a yay or a nay for you. And mm-hmm. this is what I believe is you know in the works, but you can't really say certain things because they're in a regulated situation right now. So I, I laugh at the, uh, at the armchair analysts or the armchair developers that say, Oh, they couldn't hack it. And they had to bring on another team because I worked on a multi-million dollar project and we brought on 300 international an international engineering firm to work with our team. And they co-located in a building. We moved to a, a separate building where they met us. We set up a co-location building with this international engineering team. And we were local and they were like part of us. 
this right. this uh, this three letter you know outfit that named outfit that worked with us. They we walked and talked with them every day, and they were a part of the team. And the whole idea was to have them work on this six year multi million dollar project, and then when everything was done, they could just bounce. Their their right. their team could say, "Hey, we're sending you to Seattle. Hey, we're sending you to Maryland. We're sending you over wherever the next big job is." And the outfit I worked for didn't have to hire, fire, lay off, didn't have to pay their overhead. They just paid them a contract price. The other yeah. funny thing that Matt Booty doesn't explain, I don't know why he just doesn't say this up front. It's like, we were always supposed to be small and agile. We set up the initiative with 75 people. You can't make a AAA game with 75 people. What'd you think we were going to do? We we're going to bring people in or contract out a studio to work alongside us. And he said, they're not making maps. They're not making textures. They're helping us build the game. So uh, a lot of good stuff to hear about Perfect Dark, but we haven't seen it. We just haven't yeah. seen it. So E3. <laughs> just wait for E3, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the games I want to talk about. But um, there are more. Do you want me to l- let you roll and I'll, I'll go solo, see if I can bring somebody in? Or do you want to talk about the next game? I don't know what he said about Halo because uh, that's that's really the crux of the problem at the moment, right? That it was a mess or something like that, or fail project or something like that. Yeah, the that that's funny because the Halo three four three four three thing was exactly what I said they're doing. They contracted in people, but it's an outlier, isn't it, King? Like three four three is messed up in unprecedented ways, like no other studio has ever done. Something completely different. It was uh, changes of philosophy on engines. It was changes on philosophy in directions. It was changes of philosophy. It was a push and pull, a push and pull, right? All the time, constantly. If anybody has ever worked in that type of environment or anybody has ever lived in that type of environment, the level of stress in those environments is not conducive to a great project. Right. So the project is going to come out fractured. And that's exactly what happened. Right. So yeah. somebody had to take onus of it. I, I really hate the fact that uh, a very great person, you know, had to take the, the blunt of it. But she didn't throw anybody under the bus. She took it on the chin like a champ. And I truly respect that she's a Spartan forever. One hundred percent. They gave me a great story in Halo Infinite for me, not for everybody else, but for me. The multiplayer was really fun. It just lacked a lot of extras. If you want to be that type of game, you want to be that arena game, you want to have that service model, mm-hmm. you want to do that stuff, then you have to be all hands on deck like Fortnite. You got to have people yes. spending, 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 and they don't, right? They, they thought that they can fall back on the same Halo formula. Imagine it's not a King. fantastic game. You're you're a fan of Fortnite, and and, and anybody yeah. could laugh because I am also a brand new fan of Fortnite this late in the game. But just imagine, King, if Halo Infinite got the same love, the oh, same Fortnite. funding, the same level of content, the same care and attention to the source material and everything else you love. Like, how great would Halo be if it got that same treatment? It would be second to none. It will be actually the coming home of the king. But to do it, it theoretically is great. You can say it all you want, you know, in practice and actually getting it done. I take my hat off to those guys over at Epic because they keep it fresh every time you log in. 
you always go to the store to see what else is new, what storyline is going on, what's happening this season, what I got to do to get the season pass done. Everything they they really keep you glued to them their 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 game and they keep you logged in and ready to play and they, and they they really it, it just shows the level of care and I really wish that Halo the the foresight would have been we must equal or be greater than the competition in the market and I know they're a juggernaut and I know people say it all the time but Apex Legends went out there and they went and they swung for the fences and I believe they got a home run. Because oh, Apex yeah. Legend is really good. Same thing what was with that, 2019, I think it was new. Yep. And it was huge yep. from the get-go. And and you're right. The Halo Infinite, every, every, everybody here would agree with you. The campaign was really great. The multiplayer launch was really great. But it just doesn't have that staying power. And like Fahim said, they, cr- they crapped the bed with Halo. They really... It's really unfortunate. And thank goodness for Joseph Staten. Guy's incredible. He just has a lot of difficulty to work with. He's got, got a lot of diapers to change for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, there there's quite a bit to unpack with Halo Infinite. And tomorrow, isn't it tomorrow? The that yeah. final that final thing that was supposed to launch with with the uh, launch of the game is coming out. Yeah, the, the winter uh, thing Forge Co-op, co-op, right? Yeah, so. I, and I can't wait for it. You know, I'm not going to say uh, it's it's bad because anybody jumping in tomorrow won't have the same level of teeth grinding that I did from when I jumped in, right? So everybody's uh, tomorrow is a new game for them, right? An old game for us is a new game for them. So you think a lot I'm of not going to... Yeah, but, or, or they just got into the ecosystem. Sure, yeah, sure. So that's, see, the level of engagement has changed. How things are consumed has changed. We used to be a purely physical medium. Go out to the store, we stand in line, we do the, the, no, nobody does that anymore. You actually, you're in your bed, you're looking, making sure that your download went down and you're going to sleep and it's already in your box. And when you wake up, it's already loaded in and you're playing, right? No longer sitting there putting your, your disc inside, waiting for an upload patch and all this other crap. Yeah. It's over. The way we consume is different. So everybody's new best game is tomorrow. And the way that we have this digital media and this delivery services is fantastic. So please, Halo, be fantastic tomorrow, guys. Check it out. Have a good time. We're going to do a community stream on that. We're going to do some Call of Duty. Check me out at Iron Lords Podcast, 1 p.m. Sundays, Eastern Standard Time. Doing This old man right now is going to go get some sleep. <laughs> and uh, I really appreciate you having me on, Cole. Um, I love hanging out with you, and I really wish you was just like one hour earlier so I could actually finish the show. But I know it's going to be a Monday that I'm going to have off, and then I'm going to uh, shoot you a text and say, please. I'm going to have to make some adjustments because i got to get people like Jez on here, but it's so late for everybody. And that's not yeah. on the West Coast, but I really appreciate you being here. And you know what? You, you owe me an invite to play Fortnite in duos one of these nights. I cannot. i got to play with you. Man. Are you ready? I'm, you know what? I don't I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna call you. That's it. Just do it, man. Just do it. Uh, everybody, you know, give a thumbs up for King and give him uh, a follow. I've got his link to Twitter uh, in the description. King, thanks a lot. I'm gonna go solo and finish the rest of the show. Thanks so All much right. for hanging out. And I'm just gonna be counting the days till we hang out and get the big hugs at E3, bro. E3, brother. Catch All you right, later. See ya. All right. Uh, I don't normally do this, but I've got a couple minutes, so I'll, I want to read through the Super Chats uh, as well as cover the rest of uh, the games. 
Uh, oh my gosh, I'm all by myself. I'm so scared. This is great. Um, let me talk real quickly about in exile for those of you who didn't watch my last video matt booty said that he got a 15 to 30 minute demo of their new game and he didn't talk about what it is and he said he doesn't want to steal their thunder but chat have you heard an audience have you heard what the in exile game is there's i think jez cordon of windows central has kind of leaked the uh style of the game the type of game and i i mean i think i said it in the video uh so i'll just kind of say Apparently, it's a Fallout-style first-person RPG, but it's steampunk instead of post-apocalyptic. And Brian Fargo and the team, they love like that, uh, the world isn't quite the way the world should be type of thing. And um, so they've got this RPG that they're building, and he said for their, their small of a team, they should get the award for having like the best-looking stuff or how small they are. So I, I wonder in scope how big this game really is, if it feels more like a more improved Wasteland 3. Uh, that's what that's what really uh, makes me wonder. Sean Labrie in the chat says, is that the steampunk game? Yeah. So we've never really... <laughs> I remember when I talked about this, I tried to look for video games that were steampunk to give a visual because I like to show what I'm saying. And there just really aren't any modern steampunk games other than, uh, somebody said Bioshock, so they're saying something else. Uh, Dishonored is sort of steampunk, right? Um, yeah, so I don't know about that one, but I'm really curious to see what they were doing because there were rumors that they wanted to take on Fallout, and like their part, Brian Fargo and the Exile in Exile team used to be part of Interplay. They used to be part of those people that turned into Obsidian. So like they're in the Fallout deal. So, the, let me re read the next game after I get a couple supers here. Uh, let me see, make sure I'm in the right spot here. Uh, you know, thank you for so much for the super chat. It says it's not exclusive, doesn't need to be, but we got Plague Tale Requiem Day One, and that's a AAA game from a AA studio, an absolute gem. Yeah, it's a multi-plat. It's really good. Those are big games, and we haven't really run out of things to play this year. Dead Planet, thank you so much for the super. It says Phil said games tracking well. And mentioned SF. SF. Games tracking well. SF. Dead Planet, dang it. What's SF? I'm 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 not quite sure exactly what what SF is. What's a game? Street Fighter? No. Starfield. Starfield is what you say saying is tracking well? I'm sure it is. I think that's Starfield. Churro Bear, thank you for the super. He says, I don't believe that Microsoft can afford to delay Starfield any longer. People are hungry for games. I agree. That's why I'm really hoping that they push it into the summer and they don't stray far, very far from June if they need more time. But that game can't come out hitching and glitching and, and snitching. You can't do it. No, I can't do it. Eternal Shut Eye, thank you for the super says, the way that Microsoft should do, what they should do is release Starfield the beginning of 2023, Redfall mid-2023, They've actually said that that's Redfall is definitely out first. That's what I want to talk about next. He says Motorsport in September. That's good. That's a good guess. And avowed. He doesn't say a month, but I say avowed November to finish the year. That would be absolutely amazing. Can you imagine if they had Redfall, Starfield, Forza, um, avowed, and maybe Hellblade? I don't know. It's just a it's a lot of dreaming to do. Red Wolf, thank you so much for the super. He says, have I missed the Mass Effect talk? No, I didn't bring up Mass Effect because today they just put up a picture of a laying on its side 
uh oh my gosh i'm blanking on the word red wolf uh what's the name of the of the group that matt that shepherd worked for the uh, alliance built uh, i'm not used to talking here by myself sorry <laughs> an alliance built mass effect relay and they're just like really teasing that. So I'm hoping it sounds like they're really going back to the original roots. I'm hoping that's going to be good. Rebel says, keep it, keep on keeping it on and or off depending on your sensitivity to light. This episode of sponsored by Excedrin. Uh, I'm feeling good today. Jason, the one says, I think Microsoft needs to reshuffle 343 to reinvigorate halo. They kind of did. They brought in new leadership. They moved leadership up, moved leadership out. Um, it's going to be a hard road to get that game back on. Mandingo McThickens, which I was uh, told Mandingo doesn't mean what I think it means, but that's okay. We'll keep it that way. It says Starfield 2023 holiday, 12 months away, book it. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking he could be right. Uh, let's see. Red Wolf says, here's some more BC if there wasn't half a show. Here's some more BC. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. But um, let me talk really quickly about... Fable. He brought up Fable again. Matt had an interview where uh, during uh, E3 showcase where he talked about how Fable looked incredible. He said every level of detail that Playground puts into their games will be showcased in Fable. And one of the concerns they have with Fable is that an RPG studio, is that a racing studio can't do an RPG, but they, I don't know why he doesn't say some of this stuff. There's some things that Matt Booty said I thought, why don't you just like come out and say some of these things? They built a whole new studio and it's full of all new leadership and expertise and combat and world building. They brought on David Springate who worked for Codemasters. He's one of their head engineers. This is a whole new studio. It's a whole new approach. Another thing that he didn't say was that they showcased an RPG playground did. They shopped it before they came to Xbox game studios they had this build of an RPG and they took it to the studios and they didn't get anybody to pick it up. And when they showed Xbox, Xbox like, Oh, we want to buy you. So why don't you make this into fable? Um, that's kind of where they're at. So, uh, soul says, soul says, Hey Colt, what's up? What's going on? What did I miss earlier in the show? We talked about this New York post article that totally clickbaited like, the FTC was going to block and sue Xbox because of their exclusivity deals and how they want to take games away from PlayStations. It's absolutely uh, just total nonsense. Um, yeah, I I don't know. That stuff just drives me crazy, but that's kind of what we're dealing with. One, one last thing is Redfall. If you've been paying attention on Twitter while it's still around, that Redfall has seen some big resurgence in marketing they've been sharing a lot of stuff on their channel they've been putting up posts on twitter uh weekly so here's what i think is going to happen i think this game is going to get a release date for january or february and i hope not february because february slammed but i think they're ready to launch this game and they're showing it that they're ready and somebody on social media said i bet we'll see a big trailer and a release date, an actual date of numbers for Redfall at the Game Awards. What do you think about that? Jeff Keighley's so excited to show everything, and Xbox usually has something big, but we'll talk about the Game Awards uh, a little bit later in the month before that gets closer. I think that's early in the in the month for December. Good old Collingwood, thank you for the Australian too. He says, great guests in King David. Thanks so much, Colt. Uh, you're welcome. 
uh, I'm going to try and get guests on as much as possible. I really appreciate it. But uh, Redfall, I think it's going to be here really, really soon. And um, yeah, that's pretty much where we're at until we hear more. I want to hear you guys' uh, comments in the in the section. And thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. I'm not used to being here by myself. I started talking really fast when I'm all by myself. But uh, no, we appreciate it. And thanks to the chat. Thanks to you, Donny Kazada and Happy Bomb for holding down the channel chat uh, moderatorshipness as they kind of uh, squash the spam and keep you guys with decent language while you're in there. Like I said, if you if you have to use a word, just use an alternative one that's just a little nicer on the eyes and, and we're good because I really appreciate the people. There are over a thousand people, almost 1,100 people here, here on the show to watch it. And I think it's cool that people tell me sometimes, oh, this is why I have the, the swearing rule because I normally don't say foul language all that much, but I think it's cool that you guys can check out the show and have it on while your family might be in the kitchen or an adjacent room or maybe in the room and you don't have to worry about someone will say, well, flippity flip flop or something like that. But yeah, we do appreciate it. And I'm a goofy guy, but eternal shad. says Starfield on February 14th. <laughs> suck that blood from your special someone. Well, that would be Redfall for, for suck your blood. I think that's probably what he meant, but, um, I hope we have dismemberment in Starfield. Is that evil to say? Because I've been playing a lot of Fallout, and uh, people's arms or heads are gone. There's a body laying there. I'm like, oh, look, bottle caps. I like this. Red Wolf, who's uh, is our um, resident Mass Effect fan along with me, says, I'm excited to see Uncle Clint on soon. <laughs> For years, I get people saying, are you Clint Eastwood's uh, nephew? And I'm like, yes. I say that all the time. Uh, but... I am related to Buffalo Bill Cody, if you know your uh, Western stuff, but that's it. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Joe Dunmar. He says, you're a good guy, Colt. Scott Woodford, Woodford with the Super says, uh, fight forever on Game Pass. Oh, yeah, AEW, fight forever on Game Pass day one. Now, I'm not a big wrestling fan, but I have to say, just to be really super topical, did you guys see Logan Paul's, like, montage he put online he put it on twitter and probably other places of him like doing these incredible like wrestling takedowns i couldn't name any of the moves but holy crap i just i have to wonder how bad do these guys get hurt when they do this stuff because they are they go they go all out when they did use takedowns so yeah big wrestling game is coming to game pass day one and that's exactly where i said sports games need to be mlb madden fifa NHL, all these games should be launching day and date on Game Pass or EA Play, right? That's a perfect place for like a, a annualized game. Perfect place. So thanks, Scott Woodford, for telling us about the uh, AE, AEW. Is that what it is? I, I, all I know is it was WWEF back in the day, and then I've, I've never been like a big watcher of wrestling. But um, that's it's cool to see a game like that come in. So, yeah, thanks to you, everybody who checked out the show. It, it is it's time to go. I really appreciate you being here. Hit the like button on the way out. Follow this channel or subscribe if you're here. And if you're listening on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts, it helps if you leave a rating. You can leave a rating on what you think of the show. If you enjoy it, please let me know in the rating or the review. If the show comes off audio only, if, you, if it's easy to follow, I'll do my best to keep it going that way so we really appreciate all this this is episode 76 we are getting out of here thank you so much for hanging out with me i'll see you next week as i'll be back with probably another guest i think gas should be back if he survives his long trip but uh you guys have a good one thanks for being on the show 
and uh, 